0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You guys, I gotta start off and just say, we almost didn't get a podcast this week. I mean, the fact that I'm sitting here right now recording this is a little bit of a miracle. We almost didn't get a podcast this week. That's how bad things are in my life right now. That's how sick I am. That's how bad this pneumonia is. It's a long story that just keeps getting more more complex and challenging and, and intense. And, you know, this podcast, we're going to have our four-year anniversary in just a couple of weeks. And I have never missed an episode. Never, ever, ever. You know, come hell or high water, whatever's been going on in my life, I have recorded this show every single week. I recorded the first episode literally with a one-week-old baby attached to my boob. Like, that's how we started the show. And since then, I have recorded through everything you know, through being like deep in teacher trainings, um, traveling all over the world. I've locked myself in closets and tiny bedrooms and created makeshift recording studios everywhere I've been. Just looking back at the journey of that, you know, I've never, ever missed an episode and it never even was close to me missing, missing, uh, missing a week. I've definitely had some like tight deadlines where I recorded, you know, the, right the day before we're about to release the show. My amazing producers are always kind of winging it with me with time, but I've never, ever had a week before where actually a couple of days before the show is due where I sat down and went, I don't know if I can record this week and that was this week for the first time in my in my life I've, i didn't know if i would be able to record so i'm here <laughs> just like last week i don't know how long this show will be if i you know lose my breath or yeah, things go south. I might have to cut this a little bit short, hopefully not. But as you can tell by my voice, I'm not well. A lot of people are asking me, you know, how many COVID tests did you did you take? And I am sitting here right now. This is Thursday afternoon. You guys know this episode releases Friday, so in like a couple of hours, I'm basically speaking to you in real time. And I am just increasingly more convinced that what I have are the after effects of COVID. It's 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 kind of tricky because You know, I I know depending on where you are in the world and what kind of tests you're doing, we went through a, a whole wave here in Aruba where we had a lot of faulty tests. We even had some clinics shut down or they were forced to shut down because there were so many like false positives or false negatives. And it was just a mess. So since then, this was last year at some point. It feels like the testing and the clinics are doing a really good job here. We don't hear a lot about tests, you know, being faulty or something. But then again, how would you know? You know, you only really know if you get a negative, but then you're infecting a bunch of people and they can trace it back to you, right? And that hasn't happened to me. So what I'm thinking now is, you know, Dennis and I tested, this was, I was trying to think back. We tested, we did both an antibody test. And uh, a COVID like PCR test, you know, swab through the nose and in the throat. I think November, I think beginning of November, we had a cold, didn't last long, but we had all the symptoms. It was like a short cold. But we had the chills, we had the fevers, we had the dry cough. There was a lot of stuff that just, you know, okay. And it was right in a moment where there were tons of cases on the island too. So we were like, okay, this is probably it. We'll be fine. Let's go get tested. And we did both the PCR and the antibody test just to check. And we both tested negative on both of those things. So if I were to test positive now for an antibody test, I know that I had COVID very recently and that, that that's why I'm sitting here with this crazy pneumonia right now. Leah was sick mid-January. She started coughing. I mean, that was a long time ago, you guys. Like, it's end of February right now. A month and a half ago, my kids started coughing, and we are still sick. I, I don't know any regular cold that, that works that way. You know, I really, really don't. And then Leah has stopped coughing. She coughed for almost a month, which was really crazy. And I know, of course, there are other things and regular colds and viruses and things like that and at her school a bunch of kids were sick as well and a bunch of families tested everyone tested negative and uh, there's also rhinovirus on the island right now I have never heard of rhinovirus but apparently it's just a cold but it lasts longer so that's what they were saying like you know we don't have to worry everybody has rhinovirus it's just gonna you're just gonna cough for a while it's okay and that's fine you know for most people like for Dennis he just coughed for a month and You know, we tested negative. He tested several times. Our best friends are here on the island right now, Olivia and Patrick. They all got sick. Their parents, their families, like everyone has had this cough and everyone has tested for COVID and everyone has tested negative. And that for me seems really bizarre, right? Because if it was COVID, at least one of us should have tested positive, right? You know, of course, there can be faulty tests and stuff like that. But when you're like 10 people who've all tested because everyone had, I mean, we know we had the same symptoms. We were all hanging out together. We were in our own bubble. Everyone in the bubble got sick. So, you know, we felt really safe. Like, okay, of course, it's not COVID because one of us would have tested positive. Right. But now, you know, it's a month and a half later and I'm testing negative for COVID again. But all of a sudden I have this really strange pneumonia that won't go away. And uh, I did a whole round of antibiotics. If you listen to last week's show, I was uh, listening to the ending of the show just now. Like I ended last week's show sh- saying, I, I'm going to feel great next week. I'm hopefully going to be here recording, feeling amazing. Everything has shifted. And I'm sitting here a week later feeling worse, <laughs> right? <laughs> like It's just so bizarre. It's just so bizarre. Well, my symptoms have gone from literally not being able to breathe, like needing to breathe in a machine for, yeah, I don't know how long, 10 days, no fever, which is strange, right? I mean, normally with infections and stuff, you're supposed to have a fever. I have no fever. And this cough just won't go away. I have fluid in my lungs that for some reason my body can't absorb or can't deal with. Like, I don't know how it's supposed to happen. And I did a whole round of antibiotics I was a really good girl, took all my pills and, you know, it's been a while since I was on antibiotics, but anyone who's ever been really sick and had to take antibiotics, you know, that feeling like day three, where all of a sudden, miraculously, you like turn a corner and you're like, oh, I feel great now. You know, that antibiotic feeling, people were, even the doctor was like, you know, you have to take all of the pills. You can't just stop when you feel better because everyone knows I'm not a fan of antibiotics. And that day never came, you know, I never had that moment on my on the antibiotics where like, oh, they're kicking in now, I feel better. No, that didn't happen. What happened was I got a ton of asthma medication where three times a day I'm breathing through a nebulizer and so my breathing got better, but it doesn't feel like the whole source of why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling has improved at all. So I'm breathing better now, but I think that's because thanks to medication, not thanks to me being well, right? And then strangely now, you know, instead of feeling better and better, which I was hoping was going to happen because it's been so long, I've been, I feel like I've lost a month of my life. Like I've been sick for so long. And two, three days ago, you know, I finished my, my antibiotic, took the last pill. and was like, okay, now I should be fine. All of a sudden I started to get ear pain. <laughs> and now I literally like, I can't hear on my left side, like my left ear is totally blocked And I've had that for a couple of days. It doesn't go away. You know, I can't clear my ears. It's that feeling, you know, when you try to clear your ears and you're like if you force it, you're gonna burst an eardrum or something. Like I can't clear my ears. I've tried everything. I'm doing the neti pot, I'm using the nausea oil, which is these two Ayurvedic things that I do often that normally help me when I have sinus stuff. I'm sleeping with a humidifier. I'm using essential oils, vapor rub. Like I even did like nasal spray. Like I've done everything. Nothing works. And then yesterday morning, like I was. If you follow me on Instagram, yesterday everyone was like, "What is going on with Rachel?" <laughs> Rachel, Rachel's depressed. But yesterday morning, I woke up with a headache, and the headache was like. As if I'm wearing a helmet, but it's just squeezing really tightly in the front of my brain. And it escalated all through the day. And then Dennis, every single Wednesday, he goes mountain biking. It's like his weekly thing. Um, He leaves at four. And the moment he left, I almost picked up the phone to call him to say, hey, you got to come back. I can't manage, like, taking care of Leia on my own. Like, I was... Scared, I wouldn't be able to take care of my kid because the pain was so bad. Like I couldn't focus my eyesight. Like I had to turn all the lights off in the house. It was just like kind of what I imagine a migraine would be. I've never had a migraine. I'm not prone to migraine, so I don't know. Except I know this was sinus and like head pressure related. And then I managed to put lay her to bed. And the moment I put her to bed, it was like my body was holding on until she fell asleep, right? So I could like <laughs> take care of her and be a good mom. The moment she fell asleep, my headache went from like a really bad seven to like a 10. I mean, 12, like the worst headache of my entire life. I started getting cold sweats just from the pain. And I went to the bathroom, almost threw up because of the pain. Like the pain was so bad, I I thought I was going to faint, you know. And when Dennis came home, I was on the couch, like sitting up, almost fainting. And he was like, you need to lie down, like lie down, like you, you don't look well, (laughs) But if I lay down, the headache got worse. So I had to like sit up. It was bizarre. We didn't have any childcare for Leia. There was like at one point at like 9 p.m., we were like, okay, are we going to call somebody? Like we call Patrick so he can come over and like sleep here <laughs> in case Leia wakes up in the night and we go to the ER, you know, because, <sighs> but then I'm like, what are they going to do at the ER for my headache? Like that I know is like pressure and sinus related. Like, <sighs> yeah, it just, it was all, it was horrible. Okay, I'm sorry to start this podcast off with this like shitty story, but at the end of it all, like Dennis got me two of those like cold compress, what do you call them? They're like you keep them in the freezer but they're soft. You use them for like when you have pain. He uses he uses it on his joints and stuff sometimes after he trains really hard. But two of those like big frozen packs, one on my face, and one on my head. And that's how I fell asleep last night. Like I fell asleep like, <laughs> with my my head and my face covered in these cold like ice packs, basically ice packs. And that's how I fell asleep. You know, I, it was the pain was so bad, uh, honestly. And I got nauseous and like I didn't know what was worse, like the nausea or the headache. Like for me, not, nausea is like the worst. I can't throw up. OK, I'm just going through a lot right now. I'm going through a lot right now. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. doing it. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. And then this morning, you know, I woke up and the headache was much better. Still could like feel, it felt like, you know the feeling. Okay, I don't know if I'm if I should compare this with something constructive or something destructive. Like you know the feeling like after having a really wild night partying, like just intense, where like you don't know where your shoes are. Like I remember these days from like my teens and my early twenties, where like you partied really hard. You know, not just that you're hungover, but like you part you went all out, like you danced all night. That feeling when you wake up and like your body is just sore. That feeling. Or if you've ever done like an extreme race or like you competed in sports, you had a big game, like something with like a lot of energy and adrenaline, just that feeling of like you wake up in the morning and your body is just beat, right? I I, I love these two very different comparisons to that. But that's how I felt this morning. But the headache was better. I woke up the cold pack like the ice pack was still on my face, by the way. I just laid there frozen, (laughs) frozen all night. And because I passed out, it was like 9.15 or something, 9.30, I woke up a little bit before six and felt like I had a whole night's sleep, like I was knocked out. And it's my first like real solid night's sleep. I've had a couple of nights sleep where I slept long, but I, I woke up a lot in the night and this night I was just knocked out. So the sun was almost about to rise, you know, and I, you guys listen to this show, you know, my mornings are so sacred. I'm a 5 a.m. person, you know, my morning ritual is like the most important thing in my life. I have not seen the sunrise in over a month. Like that's how bad things are right now. I don't have a morning routine, I've lost everything. Like saying that, I could cry right now because it feels like a, you know, like, like, like a sarcastic thing, like I lost everything, but like it feels that way. All my healthy routines, like all my self-care practices, like I'm so sick, I can't do anything. And of course, I'm not sleeping at all. So like every extra hour I can get of sleep is like gold, you know, so I'm not getting up at 4.45 to like dance, you know, I feel like literal death. I haven't seen the sunrise in a month. And then this morning, I just like saw like, oh my God, like I'm awake. I don't feel like death, (laughs) like I'm going to die right now. I'm going to go outside and sit in ceremony with my tea. And I did that, did a tea ceremony, saw the sunrise and then here's the thing, like I'm sitting there with my tea. I need to have a podcast episode about my tea practice, by the way, because that's a really important part of my life, and I haven't shared it with anybody anywhere, really. Little snippets online I've shared, but I haven't really spoken about it. But I'm sitting there, like drinking my tea, sensing like this feeling like like I went through some sort of like battle the night before, you know. Crying, of course. Like every time I sit down in silence, I just cry, like I just feel overwhelmed and everything's shit. And like, you know, I'm in this like crappy time, crappy place and I'm just crying. And then like, I look at my tea and I'm like, oh my God, at least like I'm here, you know, I'm here now. It's just like, if I can just be present here now, you know, scratch everything in the past month and all this stuff going on in my head, like, am I going to get worse? Cause that's a big stress too. It's like, am I getting worse every day? Right. That's a fear. That's scary. And it's a big part of the stress and the agony that I'm feeling is that I'm not getting better. It's been so long. And I just sat there and I'm like, okay, like, let's not worry about the future. You know, am I getting better or not? Let's scratch the past. Like you're here right now about to witness this magnificent sunrise. You know, I've I've shared my sunrise on Instagram a lot if you follow me there. And we live in the desert, on the desert side of Aruba. And every morning here, the sun rises through like, field of cactus. It's so beautiful. And every sunrise here is absolutely magical. Like it's so, so, so special. And I just sat there holding my tea. Like I'm about to get this like moment with the sun and I'm here now. And I was just like telling myself I'm here now and here comes the sun you know, the Beatles song, like Leia and I play it a lot when we watch the sunrise together. And I'm just like sitting there, here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. The sun is coming. Like it's happening. I know I'm healing. I'm moving forward. Here comes the sun. And I'm looking, looking out at the horizon, looking out at the field of cactus, you know, and I'm just, here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. Where is the sun? Where the fuck is the sun? sun never came. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm serious, you guys. I have watched so many sunrises from this exact spot, this exact little rooftop where I go every morning for my morning routine. Never has there not been a sunrise, right? And this morning, in my moment of like total despair and need, here comes the sun, you know, everything is like, it's gonna be okay. And the fucking sun never came. So there was just a huge overcast, like mega cloud, like it was, but it was so thick and so heavy that I couldn't see the sunrise, like the sun never rose, like it just like even looking outside right now, it's like, I didn't see the actual sun today because it's just heavy and gloomy. And that never happens here ever, ever, ever. Even if it's raining or it's storming or we have, you know, like, st- like different weather, like there's clouds, but you can always see the sun rising. Like I've never sat there and not seen the sun. <laughs> you know, and then the long, it was like I was sitting in this like anticlimactic place of like, where is, here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And I didn't have the clock. I didn't have the time. You know, I'm like, like, am, am, I, am I am I, too late? Did I miss it? Like, was it not the time I thought? Am I too early? Is it still only six? Like, was there a time change? And I just sat there and sat there and sat there and sat there until I like had to accept that like, okay, the sun isn't coming today. <laughs> the sun isn't coming today. And I can laugh about it. <laughs> okay, I'm laughing, but there's also tears running down my face because this is <laughs> so this is so ridiculous you guys so ridiculous I have like lost all hope okay no but seriously it it is it is ridiculous I don't know what kind of strange like twilight zone I'm in right now I'm really trying to figure it out which I've realized or understood is like part of the problem part of my agony is me trying to figure this out me not being able to just let go you know And I'm really trying, and I say this sometimes in yoga class, it's like letting go, it's not something we can do. We can't try and be like, today I'm going to let go a little more. Like it doesn't happen that way, you know? Letting go, it's like, it's the bonus that we get. It's a state that just, it's grace, right? It's this place we just arrive at all of a sudden when everything else has fallen into place which happens through healing, through divine intervention, through synchronicity, through inner work, like, but everything aligned with one. It's not something we can force our way to. Like, I want to let go of this thing. I want to go with the flow. I want to forgive that person. I want to, all those things that we want. It's like, it doesn't happen from that level of the mind of us making ourselves go there, right? And for me, something I'm so deeply sitting with now is, this absolute inability to let go of control. <laughs> this total, total inability to to let myself be really ill. And I've been sitting with it so much because this doing that I'm so immersed in and, then I, and I get like frustrated, uh, like I'm trying to spend less time on social media, but I'm also agitated and not at peace and I have nothing to do, so I'm spending a lot of time on social media. But when people write me like, hey, lie down, why don't you rest? Like you shouldn't be in the garden. You shouldn't be baking. Like, what are you doing? Like, lie down, lie down, lie down, rest. And I go to the couch and I lie down and I lie there and I'm just anxious on the couch. I'm just like watching something stupid on Netflix that I don't care about, but it's making me feel worse, right? I don't feel like I'm resting. I'm lying on the couch in the state of agitation because I feel useless. I feel purposeless. I feel like, The whole world is ending. Like I'm just spiraling in my mind, right? So then I get up and I create something. Like I create a little thing. (laughs) I bake, you know, (laughs) I've made so many interesting things. I bake a little something. I cook something nourishing for the family. I plant some new seedlings in the garden. Like I do something, right? Which for me, compared to the regular level of doing and creating and, you know, that I'm immersed in normally, like this is like, you know. I was telling my therapist today, like in my regular life right now when I'm not sick, if Rachel three years ago knew that and looked at that, she would go like, what? Are you on vacation? (laughs) Because that's how much I was doing three years ago. That's how intense my life was three years ago. Now I have a totally different pace. Like I've slowed down so much. There's such a difference in my life right now. And then now I'm sick, right? So I'm doing even less. Like I'm not working like and I'm not I'm not working I'm just (laughs) just fucking baking you guys like like isn't that like a lot of people's variations or versions of vacation is to just be home and bake or to you know like I'm not doing anything compared to what I'm normally doing and then this idea that I have to lie down I have to be on bed rest pneumonia is serious it can actually kill you you know it stresses me the fuck out (laughs) So this like inability to just be still and do nothing. And then this constant, like, I really, really, really feel like I should be able
1: to heal myself right now. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. And that's something that I'm having a really hard time like computing that
0: I can't. And I keep thinking that, okay, well, maybe if I take more of this supplement, right, make sure I don't eat any sugar. No caffeine, no alcohol, obviously, like nothing that's bad. But I've still been like baking and stuff. I've been eating flour. And then I get into my head, like, oh my God, maybe my body is inflamed because I'm eating bread. Right. And then I go down the Google hole and I like Google inflammation and bread. And oh my God, it's so bad for you. (laughs) And then I go, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to cut all of this out. And I don't eat a lot of bread, you guys. Like, I eat gluten free most of the time. And like, I feel like, I feel like the gluten-free thing is also really exaggerated. And my whole philosophy is like, eat what makes you feel good. And right now, nothing feels good. So I don't know what to eat, right? So I stop with all the bread, stop with all the flour. And then I go, okay, wait, maybe I need to like go for like raw food, you know, total raw food. I do that for a little bit. Maybe I need a juice fast. Okay, I do 24 hours of juicing, which I hate, by the way. (laughs) My therapist today was like, you're so funny. You feel awful, And then you think, hmm, what can I do to make myself feel better when I feel awful? Hmm, let's do that thing that I hate doing. That's going to make me feel better. And I'm like, well, in my mind, it's like... If I can just find the one magic key to fix my health right now, that's going to make everything better. I did the antibiotics. I took all the drugs my doctor told me to take. It's not working. I've done all the herbs, all the tinctures, all the vitamins, all the superfoods. Like maybe if I just juice fast, you know. No, I felt so much worse after that. That shit did not work. Don't recommend it. Like when you're healthy and everything is fine in your life, juice is awesome. You know, I would love, can someone remind me like in six months to do a 24 hour juice fast? I'm sure that would make me feel great right now. It was just the worst, you know, and that (laughs) I was like realizing that today, the inner stress of feeling like it's up to me, right? Like I'm not good enough at fixing myself. I'm not healthy enough. I'm just not doing the right thing and that's why I'm still sick. That pressure that's what makes it impossible for me to rest. That feeling like if I just if I just work a little harder, if I was just a little more a little smarter or a little more creative, I could find the solution to what's going on. When the truth is and like on an intellectual level I understand this, the truth is I have fucking pneumonia. Right? This thing is going to take time it's gonna take (laughs) it's it's gonna take its time like i don't know if it's gonna be another month (laughs) is it another six months i fucking hope not you know i could wake up tomorrow morning and feel like a million bucks like i don't know this doesn't seem like it's a linear thing and probably the way to healing is letting go right, is to just accept fully that I have no control of this situation. And if I'm eating bread with my soup tonight or not, that's probably not going to make me any sicker than I, than I already am, you know. But obsessively freaking out and researching and like feeling stressed out about every single thing that I eat and don't eat, like that stress might actually... <laughs> might actually make me sicker because I am not resting, right? It's like I'm in this state of like total agitation all the time. And I can share this and it's like, yes, I know the solution, but I don't know how I don't know how to be it, you know? And I was sitting with that in therapy today. It's like in my head I know the solution to everything. I know I have no control. I should just let go. <laughs> can someone tell me how to do that in this specific scenario? Like can someone Give me the magic recipe for letting go because I don't know how to do it. And then my therapist today was like, okay, you don't know how to let go. Okay, you don't know how to rest. Okay, can you be with that right now? And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) She's like, can you just be with the not knowing? Like right now, you don't know how to rest. You don't know how to let go. This is what's happening right now. Like, what else are you feeling right now aside from the physical stuff? And I'm like, well, there's a part of me that's really scared. I mean, honestly, and I don't let myself (laughs) go there really often because it's because it's terrifying, right? Like when Leia is sick, like I can go into the scared mom mode really easily because being scared as a mom is filled with fixing, It's filled with solutions. It's filled with doing. It's like, I will do and figure it out for her, (laughs) you know? So for her, I can fix, I can fix the world, right? So there's that kind of fear. But the fear inside of me, when I am not able to do anymore, when I can't fix, when I can't serve, when I can't work, when I can't produce, perform, like all of these things, when I can't save or rescue or be there for other people, like all of these things that I have been confused my whole life are my reason for being. Like I have had that limiting belief my entire life that I'm not here for myself. I'm here to be of service to other people. I'm here to provide something, to do something. Like I've really had that. And it's a limiting belief and it's not true, but I, it's ingrained, it's deep that my worth is in what I do and what I produce, not in who I am. And it's also one of those things like life lessons I learn again and again and again and again. And right now, when I no longer can, I can't do, can't save, can't fix, can't produce, can't create, it's like my whole sense of worth and like my me being lovable, me being accepted, me being allowed to take up space in this world, like me being seen. It's tied into all of that. So the fear that I'm feeling right now. It's in one way like, yeah, what if this was COVID and now I have COVID-related pneumonia and now my pneumonia is getting worse and worse and worse. Like, what does that mean? The fear of something being wrong with my body. Like the fear of, like that's one fear, right? It's there too. Like, what if I don't get better? What if I end up in the hospital? What All that stuff, which is unlikely. Yes, but the fear is there. But then there's this other fear of like, what if I have to let go? <laughs> Like, what if all of a sudden all of these things that make me who I am or who I think I am, all of these things that make me worthy, you know, at least according to this belief that I've had my whole life, all of these things that actually make me lovable and seen and accepted, like they all go, then what's left, right? And, And this is like, I can intellectualize it and I can kind of go there in my mind and in speech, but Taking that plunge to just let go, like let myself fall into the abyss of not being able at all to do anything, which probably is also the key to me being better. Fuck universe. I know that. (laughs) It's always like that big thing that's going to unlock this, (laughs) this big wound inside of you, right? That's the key. And as it is right now, these past few weeks, it's like, I can't, I can't go there. So my my whole space now my my permission for this week or like where I'm leaving myself is okay I'm scared right now. You know, can I let myself be scared? Can I let myself be in that place of fear instead of ignore it, instead of pretend like I have everything together, instead of going, you know, skipping the fear and jumping into fixing You know, let me force myself to get better somehow and then failing every day. Like, can I just acknowledge and hold myself in that scary place? It feels like my body's falling apart. You know, I feel like I've lost all my self-care or lost all my rituals. Feeling like I'm losing my sanity, (laughs) like no energy. Like, I feel like everything is just slipping through my fingers right now. Can I allow that fear? Like, it's really legitimate. Can I just give it some space? And right now, like, I don't know how to rest, right? I don't know how to rest. I don't know how to let go. Okay, can I be there in the not knowing instead of beating myself up for not doing better or for not knowing more or for not being able to be that easy breezy person that just goes with the flow and like is sick for two months and who cares? And, you know, it's like, that's not, that's not who I am. Like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to, I don't know how to rest,
1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: I was thinking about that all day. Like, what if the things that to other people look like a lot of doing, you know, what if there is something restful in that for me? And part of that is like, there's a part to that that's really true. And I'm trying to sense the difference between like okay i feel agony lying on the couch like it's making me feel worse let me go bake some bread you know i have a beautiful sourdough starter his name is alfredo emphasis on dough <laughs> and i can whip up some sourdough like that's a that's a really easy thing doesn't take a lot of my energy you know and it's like and it takes a, t- takes a long time to bake and to make right so i have to like check in on alfredo all the time and it's like a doing But it's slow and it's intuitive and it's like, I'm doing it with my hands and I'm there. It's a different energy than, and this was also like the same day. This was also yesterday. Me like pacing back and forth on my phone, like on my juice cleanse, drinking these stupid juices, literally like pushing pounds of vegetables through my juicer, (laughs) like without breathing, you know, not there, not doing it because I enjoy it or because I'm creating something that's like enjoyable at the end or no, because I feel like I have to fucking get better now. (laughs) Let me not eat any solid food for 24 hours, which all those people online say it's like giving my digestive system a break so my body can heal itself. Like, fuck you. Fuck that shit. No, no. And yes, like, okay. all the people who love fasting and all that stuff you're gonna come after me right now like there's a time and place for everything certain things work for certain people you know I've had a lot of times in my life where I have loved to fast like I don't talk about that because I think it encourages eating disorders like I don't think fasting is something that everybody should be doing all the time but there's been moments in my life where I'm like oh like I feel like "Ah, my body could use a break from food right now you know and that's been great, and that's been fine, but there's like a time and place for everything. And when all of a sudden I lose all sense of intuition, which is what I feel has happened now, it's like I don't know. <laughs> my therapist today, she was like, "But Rachel, what if you just like ate all the Ben and Jerry's on the couch?" And you just did that, and I'm like, "But, but the sugar is gonna inflame my body even more, and I'm gonna get so much sicker, and I'm gonna like." And she's like, "Are, are you sure? Is that true?" you know? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, there's a balance between all of it. Like, I guess I don't, I don't think I would feel better if I spent six weeks eating two pints of Ben and Jerry's on the couch every day. I don't think that would help my health. I also don't think nitpicking and obsessing over every organic green leaf I put in my mouth is helping me either, right? I know the answer and the truth is in the in-between space. So I guess the big question is, what do you do when you want to let go, but you can't? Like, how do you let go when you can't let go? And the answer to that, and it comes really clearly to me now, when you want to let go, but you can't let go, you pray, you ask for help. You ask for help. Dear God, please help me let go. <laughs> please give me grace. You know, you sit down at your altar, on your yoga mat, in your garden, you know, wherever, wherever you feel at home inside of yourself. And you ask for help. Like, I really want to let this thing go. I really want to soften. I want to just be here. I want to drop the resistance I want to forgive that person or I want to move on from that thing that happened to me like I want to let go you pray and you ask for divine help and that my darlings is something I have not done all month all month <laughs> and I guess that's the yeah that's the the grief of the grief of losing all the space I normally have in my day when that naturally happens, right? Like it's in my morning routine, you know, where prayer happens for me. It's on the yoga mat where prayer happens for me. It's when I dance, it's when I run. It's all the, all the meditation and shaking and all the practices that I have that kind of went out the window because right now I'm not able right so prayer prayer went out the window for a little while sitting here now i'm like did it really have to you know like i sitting with tea it's the one thing i can still do like sitting in ceremony with my tea like that can be prayer too and it's it's just in a different way so what's keeping me from sitting down at my altar to pray just myself right just my mind Just this hard, rigid belief I have inside of myself that I am the one who is in charge of everything. And it's that reminder that I just gave myself by (laughs) recording this podcast and letting myself be vulnerable and just speak is that it's not all up to me. (laughs) And prayer doesn't happen when we believe that we are the ones in charge, right? Prayer happens when we are reminded that, oh yeah, There is something bigger than me at play. Oh, yeah. Not everything in this universe is up to me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let me take a breath and tap into that. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Maybe you will, too. I want to thank you for being here. And next week... I might be sitting here recording this podcast, feeling amazing, talking about all the beautiful lessons and epiphanies and realizations that this pneumonia brought me. I might be sitting here feeling exactly the same or worse. (sighs) Either one is not up to me. (laughs) I did get an x-ray of my chest today so tomorrow I'll have some more answers in terms of in terms of my lungs and things like that so so that feels good but whether I feel worse or better next week it's not up to me I'm saying that and hearing it for the first time (laughs) oh man I love you thank you thank you thank you and no matter what happens I'll be here next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all the episodes on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play or Spotify, wherever you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.